better night when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know again. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Horror You Know podcast. This is Trent. I'm Darren. I'm Ian. I'm also Ian. And yeah, I'm uh, hosting an episode finally. It's been a while. Yes. <laughs> Means can finally kick back and get drunk, even I'm though sorry. he's not drinking. Was uh, Means just speaking parcel tongue over there? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> you understood it, didn't you? I did. Yeah, anyway, so we're going to be talking about the movie Orphan this week. Wait, I thought you said we were talking about orphans this week. Orphans just in general, I'm sure. You know, it's a broad topic. I thought we were talking about the movie Orca. What happened? Uh, We're talking about the orphanage down the street. I watched Orca. You said we're harvesting organs tonight, right? I mean, who knows where the night takes us, honestly. I'm going to try and keep things under control, but... Haven't hosted as many as you guys, so who knows? You can't tame us. That's true. You know that, baby. So I'm just going to also say this movie came out in 2009, so if you haven't seen it yet, then I don't know really what to tell you. But everything we talk about with the true stories is basically going to spoil the movie. So if you have not seen this movie and don't want to know what the uh, big kind of spoiler is, is, then I guess tune out now. But again, it came out, what, 13 years ago, so... Yeah, I think that spoiler ban has been lifted. Yeah, but just in case. It is it is a cool story. I actually I have... Oh, the whore you know, Orphan, I'm going to click on this, see what they talk about. The movie! <laughs> what the fuck? I will say... I don't think we've given any kind of warning since, like, the third episode. Well... You get no warnings with the whore He's you rusty. Know. He's a little rusty. We haven't really had a lot of, like... That's good, though. That's twisty good that movies, that. though. I mean, this had a kind of a, a twist. twist to it. Definitely. It had a I mean, titty kind twister, of. definitely. definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, the titty twister. Oh, no, we're talking, no, we're no, not no, talking about the enemy. That'll be, a, that'll be another that'll be episode. <clears throat> Some other episode. <laughs> but uh, I will say that I I watched this uh, in preparation for this episode, and I hadn't watched it since it came out in theaters. And I remember, you know, when it came out, liking it, but I ended up liking it more than I remember. I don't know how you guys felt upon rewatching this movie, but uh, I thought it was pretty good. You know... We'll talk about it more later, but if you just... Okay, I'll shut the fuck up. (laughs) I I liked it, too, when it first came out. I uh, thought it had a pleasant twist. Sorry, I thought I saw a cat out of the corner of my eye flipping through the air over there. And um, You didn't think that. (laughs) That cat has a paranoid. I'm looking around. (laughs) That lampshade is all wonky over there. (laughs) So, so yeah, no, I liked it when it first came out, and I agree with you. Like I, I liked it just as much now as I did back then. It, uh, it held it aged up well. well yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, directed by, like I'm going to say, is it Hame? Colette Sarah? Or Jame? He's Spanish, so it could be. Jame? It could be Hame. Starring your guys' Vera. Crush, Vera Farmiga. Oh, mm-hmm. Peter Sarsgaard. You're talking about Peter Sarsgaard. Uh-huh. Oh, God, no. Don't get me started on him. And, uh, <laughs> Do you not like Peter Sarsgaard? Um, he's just I, one of those I actors that Peter has. He's a very punchable face for some reason. So everything about his acting makes me cringe. Is it he C. Either... C. Pounder that's in this movie, or is it is it C. H. Pounder? I always forget. The what? Now? I think C. H. The the, the nun. Yeah, she was the black lady. Oh, was the nun. Yeah. She was in it. Yeah, um, you could have just said nun. 
Uh, I would have known. You didn't have to. There was a couple nuns in there. <laughs> and uh, and uh, starring Isabel Furman, who was the orphan. But I agree. Peter Sarsgaard. Sorry if you're listening, buddy, but I just, I don't like you as an actor. You're yeah, probably a very nice he man. Is, he was good in that movie. Somehow, Somehow he is the lesser of all of the actors in his family, and he gets the most roles. I and know. I have no idea why. He is, like, you guys talk to me about Nick Cage sometimes and make fun of me because I'm a big Nick Cage fan. Boo. There's nothing wrong Peter with the Cage. Peter Sarsgaard <laughs> is one of the worst Hollywood actors I've ever seen. What, what is this? What do you mean? What are you doing? That's how voice. Well, he's either like his voice kept climbing. He's either very phoned in and monotone, or he overacts everything. Yeah, I like him as long as he's not a villain in a Green Lantern movie. (laughs) Well, I don't even like his villain roles. I I just think he's he's the most (laughs) vanilla actor out there. He's good in the Batman for the short time that he's in there. Mm. He got Mm. yeah. He we can the same. Much. We can rip on Peter Sarsgaard more when <laughs> we, can rip we uh, on Peter. <laughs> when anytime we, we want. When we talk about the movie, say, there's no way Peter Sarsgaard in real life is going to get that trim. There, mm. she is so out of his league. It's ridiculous. She was very yeah. Maybe he was, has a really big big brain. That <laughs> she likes. The dude yeah, we has, know he has a big brain. Hector Hammond. We've seen him in the movie. That's true. <laughs> he also cheated on her in the movie. I know. One of the most unrealistic things about this movie. Uh, we haven't seen what the other girl looks like, though. Yeah, it's true. He also almost cheated on her with his daughter, so. We'll get into that. Spoiler. We'll get into that. (laughs) So yeah, stick around for the orphan movie discussion, but for now, we're going to do what we always do and tell the true stories that helped inspire the movie. And I've actually got two stories for you all tonight, so hope you're you're ready. Let's double your normal amount of stories. We like stories here. Do you? (laughs) Well, let me just get right into it, then. The first one. for approval. The first one is the, actually the story that likely inspired the movie. The second story was one that actually happened after the movie. So, but it's they're both pretty crazy, and yeah, let's just go ahead and get started with it. Story one deals with, and these are foreign names, or at least this girl's foreign. Then so you I'm better gonna, pronounce them I'm going to butcher this name. If you want to look at it, it looks like Barbara. Barbara. But it it's could be Barbara. I think it's a Barbara. <laughs> Barbara. She it's is. Barbara? She is Czechos- Barbara. She's Czechoslovakian. You, so. you saw her last name. You're like making up shit at that point. <laughs> we'll say Barbara. Because I don't know. It's her, like, name was, her name was Barbara. Barbara. If I'm saying it wrong, you guys can tweet at us or write us or whatever. It's Barbara. I'm going with Barbara. Barbara Skrlova. Her name is Barbara. And this story was from 2007, so a couple years before the movie came out. So here we go. Barbara Skrlova. She was born in the Czech Republic. She was 33 at the time of the invention. I'm sorry, not to interrupt you, but like, how do you butcher her first common first name and then <laughs> pronounce her, her last name correctly? <laughs> That's not very common. Who said it was correct? Yeah, exactly. I could be butchered. We don't know if it's correct at all. We haven't received the angry emails yet to let us know that he was wrong. Well, we may have. We don't check our emails. I just have like tons of fan mail that we just ignored. We're like, man, they never reach out to us. And there's like tons. But then at the end, we'll be like, hey, make sure you email us. Then we don't look at it. Love to hear from you. Okay. So Barbara Skrlova. Barbara. Barbara. Was born in the Czech Republic. She was 33 at the time of these events. So she probably would have been born, I guess, around 1974, maybe 75. I don't know when her exact birth date was, but in that time frame. Uh, Not much is really known about her childhood or really anything about her life other than the fact that, like in the movie, she suffered from the condition called hypopituitarism. 
I get that right? Anybody? Anybody? Uh, Probably. Sounds, sounds good, good to me. It's where her uh, pituitary gland is overactive. Yes, the definition is... Swollen. Hypopituitarism <laughs> is a rare disorder in which your pituitary gland fails to produce one or more hormones or doesn't produce enough hormones. This can affect bodily functions like growth, blood pressure, or reproduction. Then that would be hypo, wouldn't it? Instead of hyper. I said hypo, didn't I? Sound like you said, you know what, it's fine. I've got hypo <laughs> typed out here. It typo. That's why I said it was overactive. God only knows what I said. Which makes to me why she'd be small. Hypo is what I have written, so if it I didn't hypo. say that. You're correct. The horror you know. So yeah, it affects your growth, your your blood pressure, reproduction, things like that. If you have Gary this Coleman. condition... Ooh, is that okay. what he had? Mm-hmm. Nice. If you have this uh, condition, nice. Huh? Was that nice? Well, just the example that he gave. Oh, <laughs> sorry, go. Good for you, Gary. She <laughs> <laughs> talking about Willis. My favorite episode, different strokes. I don't know why it's creepy, but when him and his buddy go to take the pictures with the guy, and he's like, "Take off your shirts," and then his dad gives him the talk, like you're not allowed to do that, and it's like, hell, hell yeah, you should not. <laughs> Take your shirt off to some random guy taking pictures of you. Now take off those pesky t-shirts. <laughs> I remember seeing that show, but I don't really remember it like that. You remember the song, though, don't you? Oh, yeah. And I remember, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Time in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So if you have hypopituitarism, you'll likely need to take medication for the rest of your life, or else you'll probably die. Medication helps oh replace God. the missing hormones, which helps control your symptoms. I, I, I threw that in there because the girl in the movie, they never showed any signs of her taking medication, which I thought was weird. But we can dissect that later. So even though Barbara was a grown 33-year-old woman, she had the appearance of a young child. She first began posing as a 13-year-old girl named Annika when she was adopted by two sisters, Clara and Katerina Maurova and went to live with them and Clara's two biological children, both boys. One of the sources that I kind of pulled all this from read like Clara adopted her, air quotes, I'm doing air quotes, and knowingly played the role of her adoptive mother, which kind of suggests to me that maybe she knew Barbara wasn't really a child. There's another source that claims that Barbara tricked them into adopting her, so maybe they did think she was a child. When I was doing the research for these stories, I kind of pulled from a few different websites and stuff and like their like little details were kind of different from one to the other so hopefully somewhere in the middle of all this is the actual truth but um there could be some discrepancies okay anyway either way the sisters were apparently schizophrenic and suffered from significant mental illness and because of this they were easily manipulated by barbara slash annika she would encourage their schizophrenic behavior and would eventually cause them to join a radical cult called the Grail Movement, which is a group that allowed child abuse, cannibalism, and other aberrations. Mm. Also a group that may have allegedly been led by Barbara's father. So not only was she small, now she's part of a cannibal cult. Allegedly. Possibly. Allegedly. Oh, there's no proof. I got a picture of that cannibal cult. That's her family. That's why I say it depends on kind of what source you're going from because she's some, the taller child. Some of the articles I read didn't mention that part, and then others did. And I'm thinking like that would be a pretty big piece of this puzzle if that were true. They buy a canoe. She doesn't look young to me in the pictures. Like maybe she looked more young in person. You sure that's not Uncle Fester in the? <laughs> 
That's yeah. another she that's another personality like a, that she assumes later. We'll get to that one. She looks like a teenager at best to me. Yeah. So Barbara was living well, she did pose as a thirteen year old. So that's a teenager. True. She <laughs> She was living with these two sisters. Uh she grew jealous of Clara's two sons, Andre and Jacob were their names. She would accuse her brothers, quote unquote, of doing things such as misbehaving, breaking stuff, and other bad things to get them into trouble and would then convince the sisters to administer overly violent punishments against them. They would put cigarettes out on the boys' limbs. They burned them. They gagged them, whipped them with belts. This is the family. This is the two sisters and Barbara okay. slash Annika at the so time. So it wasn't the parents doing this? No, yes. the One of the sisters had two sons. Okay. Did I lose no, you all yes. already? <laughs> <laughs> you lost me for a second there. But I'm back. She was adopted by two sisters. Mm-hmm. One of these sisters had two boys. Okay. So together with the two sisters, she would convince them that they got now, in trouble. And they would torture them. You can't really them. do that here in America. Apparently, Czechoslovakia has some different set of rules. But, there are no rules. Or is she from Czechoslovakia? Where, where are these sisters from? from? They're from the Czech, Same Czech, Czech Republic, yeah. So they could have two sisters adopt one person. That's weird. Well, see, that's another part of it, too. Like, it, I think Clara, the one sister, was the one that actually adopted her. Okay. But it could have been they just the help. together? Yeah. They lived together. Hmm. That's why I say one article makes it seem like they knew she wasn't really a child and, like, Katerina was in on it and maybe they, you know, I don't know. I won't get into that right now. But either way, they would basically torture these two poor boys. Eventually, Barbara convinced the sisters to lock the boys up in a cage in the basement. One source says basement, another source says they were locked in a cupboard. Could have been both. Where they were held naked with little to no food, had to sleep in their own waste, and had to eat their own vomit. Mmm. Yummy. Terrible, these poor kids. What's wrong with you, man? There was, uh, let's see, there was one source that claimed Barbara and, oh my God, okay, yeah. There was one source I read that claimed that Barbara and the sisters would practice cannibalism by cutting off pieces of the two boys and Oh my them. God. Yeah. Cult life. To keep an eye on the boys, Barbara and the sisters installed video cameras, but due to a technological glitch with the camera, the video feed was picked up by a neighbor's baby monitor. So I guess the neighbor was like checking on his kid one night, or so he thought, and then got the gut-wrenching image of the malnourished boys and immediately contacted the police, who went and removed the children from the home and arrested Clara. Might have, I think they arrested both of them. I only wrote down Clara. I hope they arrested both of them. But since the police had no idea of Annika, a.k.a. Barbara's true identity, they had no reason to suspect her of anything. And Katerina... Okay, so maybe Katerina wasn't arrested yet. The sister, she kept the ruse going and helped Barbara out by placing her into a children's home after all this. But she would end up escaping the children's home like a day or two later. Uh, originally baffled when authorities realized there was no record of Annika's existence, eventually the connection was made to the real Barbara once someone was able to identify her from a photo. But by this time, Barbara was already in the wind, basically. She fled to Oslo, Norway, and assumed a new identity. This time she had shaved her head like the picture means showed and was living as a 13-year-old boy named Adam. She had already been taken in From by the another Adam's family. family. Yes. Maybe that's where <laughs> she Professor, yeah. Maybe that's why he's named Adam. <laughs> <laughs> 
she had been taken in by another family and had been enrolled in school. Uh, and it was about three or four months or so before authorities were able to catch up to Barbara and extradite her back to the Czech Republic. At first, she was put on trial for her participation in deceiving the children's home. I guess she was ultimately released for that, but then after she was released, she was immediately arrested again for her role in the child abuse. Oh. In one source, it says one of the children died from the abuse and one testified in the trial. A different source says that they both went ended up going to a foster home after all this, and they ended up speaking out to the police about all the abuse they suffered. Whatever the case, in 2008, at the conclusion of the trial, all three of the women, Barbara and the two sisters, were all found guilty of child abuse. Clara got nine years in prison. Katerina had ten. Barbara herself, one source says she got eight. A couple other sources say she got five years. Either way, she uh, received early release in 2011 due to her lawyer arguing that she was not mentally sound and that her mental condition never improved while in prison. So she basically got out and got to serve the rest of her time on probation. Hmm. Her current whereabouts are unknown. Time served, huh? And what country does this uh, end up? <clears throat> the Czech Republic. Okay. She fled to Norway after... So the, it wasn't a Norwegian court? They no, they brought her back. Yep. Okay. So that's basically the story of Barbara. There was no real, like... No one really knew what her motivations were for these actions, other than probably psychiatric issues. You know, there was that association with the cult that was a popular theory, claiming that, you know, she was being groomed by her father to become a future deity and to gain followers for this cult. Now, when you say you say the cult, do you mean like a religious cult or the band, the cult? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go religious because oh, okay. they're usually crazy. Whoa. Easy, buddy. <laughs> You're going to get a cult after us. <laughs> so so that's, that's the story of Barbara. I don't know. What so do you guys think of that? this story is kind of... Compared to the movie, it's a little whack, to be honest. It's like there are not definite facts in the story. There's speculation, it sounds like, and people like like you read in one one article or re- website one thing and something totally different in another. Yeah, I don't. Which maybe because they're a European Eastern Bloc, you know, that's kind of what I maybe thought. that's the reason they don't have like a lot of information about it. But this was like 2009. 2007 Eight? is when she got adopted, and then in 2000, and what did I say? So this I is like 13 years old. I mean, you should be able to have information out there about this entire thing, but it's weird that some of the stories like kind of hushed or whatever. Hush, hush. I think it just be my Tired research, up. too. Like I said, I kind of <laughs> I kind of pulled the main parts, but... Um, you did this right before bed or while you were on the toilet? I did, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, like... They're looking for a motivation. To me, it seems like her motivation was to get people to believe she was a young person so she would, didn't have to do shit or have responsibility. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if you're that young and you're a full-grown adult, having people taking care of you, I mean, probably pretty tempting. But then you said it. it's like the sisters almost knew. They, you thought they could know that she was actually an adult. I think they knew, weird. and I think she took advantage of them because they were schizophrenic. And she convinced them to join this cult, which, like I said, they practice child abuse in the cult and cannibalism. And if the part about her dad being the leader of the cult is true, then that, to me, makes it make more sense because it could have been a whole thing from so her dad. To recruit. dad was, like how to recruit, basically. Yeah, like, like to oh, go out send and recruit. Her out there, get a, get a family. I apologize if I missed this earlier, but why do we think the sisters knew that she was 
Possibly an adult. Because, well, because when the cops eventually caught up to them after they found the boys, the one sister, Katarina, kind of covered for her and ended up putting her in a like a child, a children's home. Oh. But again, they both were supposedly crazy, too. <clears throat> so I could see it going either way. cat playing footsie That'll with me. do it. <laughs> Probably. That's it's not, not the me. cat. I promise you it's not me. <laughs> you got some long-ass <laughs> legs over there, then. Mm. It's not my legs. <laughs> oh, shit. She is the most non-convincing looking child woman I've ever seen. Child now, woman. <laughs> maybe I need to like see her in person, but these pictures do not make her look like a thirteen-year-old. Like she looks like a small, yeah, it's like a young thirty-year-old, like a person. young adult. She was, yeah. It, it doesn't make sense to me that why they would all think that. Yeah, like we've got kids that are that have went through my school system that are small like this and have something similar. And when they get in their 20s, they still look childlike almost. There's no way this girl, to me, could pass off as a child here in America. Like, I don't know. Maybe they're just yeah. naive over there in Czechoslovakia. just seems weird. I mean, she did it in Norway, too. Remember, she fled to Norway after the after those sisters were arrested. Get your pulse. And the Norwegians are very nice, though. That's like the <laughs> second greatest country in the world. So maybe they just didn't want to be impolite. We know you're 30, oh but my God. well, this is so anyway. that's a weird story that really doesn't follow the movie at all. It doesn't. No, but I like I get like how you it's would take a premise from that and then turn that into something much creepier because um, that is a creepy story. But the, the creepy part to me doesn't come in until the cult part and then the, the cutting of the boy. Yeah, yeah, the the. the ugh. I yeah, mean, I've I seen mean, abuse cases, but once they start cutting them and eating them, that's weird. That's, but like even you not being able to find if one of them died or not, it kind of alludes to one of them died. But I don't know. It just seems like there would be more. That seems like a big detail it. to like not yeah. to not be consistent across. So yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. I mean, there's books on them in a documentary, so maybe I'll watch that documentary. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. It's Share just, that, that with us if you would, please. I'd like to see that. Both it's just a crazy schizophrenic. Both of them. That's what I read. So once again, how's the state? How's How are they able to adopt not, someone? Not checking into that shit. Like, oh yeah, know. here we'll give you this small, you go. adult-looking child. Take it, we're giving these things away. That's kind of my. That's kind of my thought too. Like, if they really are, you know, if they really suffer from mental illness, you wouldn't think they'd be allowed to adopt anyone. It's really weird. So a lot of weird things about this story, but I, you know, when it's a European or not European, just a foreign country in general, I always just kind of chalk it up to they're weird. Other oh, countries, I other cultures. I don't know. <laughs> But so that was the first story. If I mean, if, if anyone has anything else to say about Barbara, feel free. If not, we'll move on to the second story, which is actually here's some pictures of the boys the on the monitor, baby monitor. What would you do if you had a child and you were checking on them on your own baby monitor and you turn it on and you see a malnourished, your, your neighbor, half dead boy that you haven't seen? Same thing forever. that the neighbor did. You gotta get a hold of somebody. I mean, that would be. That would freak me out. I'd go beat the shit out of those two psychos. They couldn't kill you. I mean, that it didn't even say they if they knew. They wouldn't even know what's coming. Just ding dong, so they answer, start punching them. I mean, yeah. they may have knew. I feel like you've watched too many horror movies to do that. You know better. <laughs> I'm crazy, though. You know that, Ian? A little bit, yeah. They may have known it was the neighbor's kids because maybe they would see him out, but it, it never really mentions that. It could have been a neighbor, you know, a couple houses down that had no idea who it was, and they just happened to see this random kid on their baby monitor. This is Clara Morova. She's she's not bad looking. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand. I don't understand this story at all. This is crazy. Would you let her cut some flesh off you? You bite my big toe. Mm. Ow. That's what the cat did to me last week. <laughs> For no reason. I did nothing to him or her. He bit your I big think, toe? Yeah. Why were you wearing open toed sandals? Why'd you I was have your wearing shoes off? slides. Oh. I think it just speaks to the <laughs> cultist lifestyle that you could literally bring someone into your house, adopt them, whether you realize it was an adult or a child or whatever, and have them convince you. And I realize you have mental illnesses, but still convince you to basically torture your children. Like that just. And maybe this cult just didn't care. This was just another person they could manipulate and control. And well, I know the cult all. didn't care. I'm talking about from like Claire. Like, I mean, I know mental illness is, you know, crazy stuff. But that's messed up. I just don't understand. Like, how how did they adopt her? That I don't understand. Yeah, I'll never understand that like, part either. They, I'll never understand. They're Czechoslovakia like, must have a lot of like orphans. And they're like, here, yeah, take them. <laughs> like they're straight Their cats. adoption <laughs> process is probably just like, all take this child and get them out of here. <laughs> I agree. I don't know. I've never tried to adopt a child before. I don't. I would assume they would probably run background checks on you, at least here in America. I don't know about I, other countries. I know they do. Wait, don't you <laughs> work do in a court? What are you but working I mean, in a court It's hard to adopt people here. In America, yeah. it's very difficult to, for people to adopt children. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying there's probably people with mental illnesses that could pass a background check even. I mean, schizophrenia, yeah, though, but schizophrenia that's a is a pretty huge deal. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, if they truly had it, that would be in their medical records. And I would think they would like not. So what's adopt the people. what's the criteria? Like I, said, I mean, she I had think, two children. I think she went own. to Aldi's and they were like, you know, it's, there's a sale on kids right now here. They're over by the wine. They're they're trapped in those little two little for, two for one. They're trapped in those little quarter cages, and you put a quarter in, pull it out, and you got a kid in your basket already. Oh, here we she go, new put, child. Definitely put kids in cages. <laughs> oh damn! I thought this was a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Crazy story. I hope the kid didn't die. I don't know for sure, but that's oh yeah, point. we're over here cracking jokes. I didn't even ask that part. Sorry. <laughs> Again, one story said they both testified, so maybe maybe that's the real story. We'll so, go with that. Just what if uh, the kid was mouthy though? What if he just looked at him and was like, "Eat me," and they're like psychopaths. They're like, "Fuck <laughs> oh, you, yeah. Let's see makes what you're oh yeah, <laughs> makes a good point. <laughs> Make you Don't fucking regret me. that, you little shit. Yeah, you'll never say that again. You little fucking start mutant. with your tongue. Kid's probably dead, and we're over here just <laughs> talking. Oh my god, that's twelve years ago. Oh it's time to wow. talk about it. The healing for some reason when you said that it made me think of. The, did you all ever watch the old Warlock movies? Yeah. For some I've reason, I think of those movies, and there was one where it like opened up with him frying the tongue. For some reason, it made me think of that. Cool story. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You got all right. Well, anyway, Barbara Skrilova, that's her story. Her current whereabouts are unknown. She could be out there in another family posing as a kid, as we so speak. They have no idea where this chick's at. Not based on what I could find. She's going to be in Rob Zombie's new remake of The Addams Family <laughs> coming out after Munsters fails. Hello, I am Wednesday. Was a terrible. I'm Wednesday Addams. Terrible. So we're going to move into the second story, which story is about... A girl named Natalia Grace. And this happened right here in Indiana. Yes. So I read about this extensively this will be, this will when be the a trial was going on. Yeah. This took place, or at least the event started around 2010. So after the movie Orphan, bear that in mind. A couple from Marion County, Indiana, Christine and Michael Barnett. Which is Indianapolis area, if you want to know. 
Yeah, I couldn't find an exact town, so I just put Marion County, but it's probably around Indiana suburb. Fishers. Somewhere up there. Christine and Michael Barnett were the couple. They adopted what they believed to be a six-year-old named Natalia Grace, an orphan girl from the Ukraine. Natalia suffered from, here we go, spondyloepiphyseal dysplasia. <laughs> I'm only saying that once. I hope you got it. Can you say that one more time? No. We did not get that. Basically, it was a rare form of dwarfism. So just oh. we'll just roll with dwarfism. Because of this condition, she only stood about three feet tall, had short arms and legs, trouble walking, other mobility difficulties. But Christine and Michael, they had three biological sons of their own, had always wanted to expand their family through adoption, and they had experience with special needs children. Uh, one of their sons was actually autistic, but he was also a genius. I'll get into that a little bit in a second. So anyway, they had some experience. They wanted to they wanted to open their family up, and they were, I guess, willing to take on the challenge, if you will, of having a special needs adopted child. So, uh, originally from the Ukraine, Natalia had actually been in the U.S. for a couple years prior to this. She had been adopted previously by another family in 2008, but they gave her back up for undisclosed reasons. Hmm. <laughs> Nonetheless, the six-year-old was welcomed into the Barnett family, but it wasn't long afterwards when Christine and Michael began to notice odd things about Natalia. According to the parents, they noticed Natalia had pubic hair and adult teeth. Six years old, remember. She also This was just in a jar in her bedroom, though, right? Well, <laughs> she, she did hide clothing in the trash that it was bloody clothing, and they suspected that was due to her having her period. Hmm. Mm -mm. She also displayed tendencies and behaviors not befitting of a child. She had a very sophisticated vocabulary and a lack of interest in like toys and dolls and things like that. They also claimed that she never grew at all, which even, I guess, even if you suffer from dwarfism at a young age like that, you would still grow some. So she never grew any. She's magic. She's a magic dwarf. She's a she's a magic little troll. Speaking of magic, she was actually talking about Magic Johnson. Yeah, I remember watching him live. And, uh, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I wasn't alive. But. Uh, let's see. According to the Barnetts, they also took her to a family doctor who ran some bone density tests and concluded that she was at least a teenager, if not older. In addition to all that, she also began to grow increasingly violent towards the family. She would stand over them as they slept. Well, who doesn't do Creepy. that? Creepy. <laughs> I know you do, but I yeah. mean, a six-year-old child, that would... Oh, uh, yeah. She threatened to stab them in their sleep. They had to, like, hide all of the sharp objects in their Wait, house. I, oh, I thought you meant, like, while they were sleeping, she leaned in and whispered, I'm going to fucking stab you. I she, like, could have been, she could have been standing over them with a knife. <laughs> They said they like had to hide all of the sharp objects in their house. She, I guess, once tried to push Christine into an electric fence. According to Christine, she was jumping out of moving cars. She was smearing blood on the mirrors. And apparently she was also caught once attempting to pour bleach into Christine's coffee. When asked why, her answer was only, I'm trying to kill you. At least she's, At least honest. she's honest. They're raising an honest <laughs> child. Uh, Mom, you said two sugars and uh, a little bit of bleach. I said cream. <laughs> cream. Well, that's an honest mistake. Coffee's just like dissolving through the bottom of her cup. <laughs> rat, rat poison next to the cocoa. <laughs> yeah, can you get a side of arsenic with that? <laughs> Please. If it's not too much trouble. 
According to one source, after trying to get Natalia some professional help, doctors said that Natalia had a psychological illness that only adults were diagnosed with. She also apparently confessed to the doctors that she was really 18 and that it was fun to terrorize her family. So, with all this evidence, the Barnetts were convinced that they had unwittingly adopted a psychotic adult woman, and they decided to take action. What would you guys do if you adopted a crazy adult person you thought was a kid? Make her get a job. <laughs> That's the first thing you think okay. of. <laughs> the death threats, the attempted murders. That's You're right. raising her right. You the better be paying is... on this light bill. <laughs> Don't be slamming my damn door. There's going to be no craziness in this house without paying some bills, too. Oh, man. You want That's that what... custom knife set? You're going to have to save for that, bitch. Damn right. <laughs> That's what gets me about all these, like crazy kid horror movies even if their kids are adults like what do you do like what if it's your own kid and they're like a psycho you gotta kill them (laughs) there's a there's a show on id that's about like psychotic children and it basically goes through their parents and siblings to tell the story and it's absolutely heart-wrenching to watch these people tell this story because i mean just they not only have to watch their kid pretty much go to prison name all over the news, but it brings their entire family through all that. So they're never, you know, I mean, you're, you're the dad of a psychopath. Like imagine Ted Bundy's dad, you know, imagine your dad, Wells. Yeah. When he finds out you're a killer. The father of a psychopath. (laughs) Uh Imagine your friends here. Mm -hmm. When, when we really find out you, Imagine this. Imagine well, the pain. I feel like not, if you guys are surprised, we, you never really knew. Not when we find me. out when it's exposed is what you mean. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want right that now. to happen because this podcast will go through the roof. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'll leave one of our t-shirts at the scene of the camera. <laughs> oh my God. I feel <laughs> like that would incriminate that. us all. Yeah, don't do that, bro. <laughs> I'll put a sticker on the body. <laughs> a sticker. The horror you know. It's like on their forehead yeah. every time. It's the horror <laughs> you know killer. He leaves it at every crime scene. It's like the sticky bandits. <laughs> the horror you know. H O R R. Anyway, I don't know what I would do though. To be honest, if if a kid turned out like insane like that, like if it was adopted, not only that, obviously you take him back at that point. Take him back after you, you found out there in the receipt. You were saving them like a handbag. You saved the receipt. So not only that, but like, what about the simple fact that like, as men, it's a girl. And like, just like the movie, what do you do if, like, you don't know yet, and this this girl starts to like be really weird to you, like in the movie, and then, like one thing, one thing leads to another, and she just like comes in and like tries to tries to swoop in, and that's how you find out she's actually like thirty seven years old. She's actually older than she's like older than you, Trent. What would you do? <laughs> At that point, you're like, wait a minute, you're not? You're not 11? Oh, well, Well, if you're you're 35. Honestly, I I would probably do what this family did. So I'll I'll get into what happened next. Didn't they call Dr. Phil? (laughs) Dr. Phil is involved in a little bit, yes. (laughs) Uh, Once they they had all this evidence, yeah, there's a picture of her means is showing to everyone. We'll, We'll try and share this on social media. She looks a lot more like a child than that first girl. Than the first one, yeah. So wow. they were they were convinced after all this they were convinced That's that crazy. they had adopted a adult woman. She's really thirty three. This is, this is her, like later, 
like doing an interview. That's on a from TV like show, that's from like show. maybe a couple of years ago, like Doctor Oz or something. Doctor Phil, yeah, that was yeah. from like two or three years ago. Wow, I actually watched that. <clears throat> In preparation for this, or no, oh. uh, I watched it before. Well, you could provide some insight insight when we get to the. I'll, I'll give you some fucking invite. Some infighting. Flip this damn Was her with the kids. I think that's her current family. Oh, that is, it? is ridiculous. I saw that picture earlier. Yeah, um, she newly adopted Trent. Well, I yes, don't, I, not to bury the lead, but I'll. I'll I don't remember the full story on that. Like I remember seeing the uh, Doctor Phil part and like her crying, and then awkwardly sitting there with like the adopted mom, and they're just having this conversation about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's a grown woman. I'm just like, this is weird. I was watching Jerry Springer there for a second. Like the Christine Barnett was on there or her current mom? I didn't watch it. I probably should. <clears throat> I don't remember. Like I said, it's been a while since I've watched it. Well, here's what happened. Here's where it gets kind of twisty a little bit. Mm. In 2012, the Barnett family, and again, you're going to ask me how. I'm not going to be able to tell you. <laughs> they were able to legally change Natalia's age with a court's approval. They went through a Marion County court. And were able to legally change her birth date. So instead of being born in 2003, her birth year was changed to 1989, which legally made her 22 years old. What? Don't know how that's done, but they were able to do it. According to Michael, who was the father, this change was done so that they could, so that she could legally be admitted to a psychiatric world. But also, let's be real, it was so they could basically cut ties with her. I was going to say, what, what if it was like, what if she really was six years old? And they're like, you're 22 now. Get a job. <laughs> well, we're going well, to debate I, that I in a minute. I was going to say, it's like. <laughs> After the, here's where it gets kind of funny, too. After this change was made, the family decided to move to Ontario, Canada. First mistake. Leaving Natalia behind. So... A little insight into that. Oh, the, you guys leaving? I guess I'll hold down the fort. The autistic child. One of their sons I mentioned earlier was autistic, but he was also like a genius. Like he literally was like, he had his first published paper at like twelve, I think maybe. He was like a physics genius, and he got accepted into some sort of physics school up in Canada when he was fifteen. So that's why the family up and moved to Canada at this time, so he could go to school. But again, I'm sure it was also to get the hell away from Natalia. Because they left her behind. Michael insists that they helped her get an apartment in Lafayette, and they paid a year's rent before they left the country. So this was 2012. Natalia was eventually evicted in 2014, probably from not paying rent because she's a child. <laughs> yeah. And ended up I think being... I'm not to work. I am only six. <laughs> nice try. I've seen your driver's license. <clears throat> pay your rent. She's like, I'll pay my rent when you fix this damn door. <laughs> was the, was right when you said the pay the rent part, I pulled out of the, the guy from Spider-Man. She didn't really say that. That was So that Peter first Parker. girl looked like she was legitimately old enough, could probably take care of herself. But this girl actually looks like a child. So would she really be able to do more than a child could do, like to take care of herself? <laughs> She's either just like on an assembly line, just washing dishes every yeah, night, like, just trying to pay what the could bills. She do? Anyway. So she was evicted and taken in by a neighboring family, which this is probably the family she's still with, I believe. It was this same year that Natalia reported to the police that she had been abandoned by her original family, the Barnetts, and had been living alone in the apartment. For some reason, it took a little while before the Barnetts would be formally charged, and it was during this time period that this new family, I believe their last name was the Manns, Manns family. Oh, man. During this period of time, they had tried to... It was like they had taken Natalia in, and they were trying to get guardianship of her. But, because she was legally an adult, 
and her original birth records still belonged to the Barnetts, they were not able to get legal guardianship of her. They tried to petition the court to have the birth date reversed back to 2003, I'm guessing, but it was objected. The Barnetts objected to it, and the original ruling was upheld. And so I'm not sure if the guardianship issues were ever actually resolved. They could still be ongoing because this was only from like a few years back. But I believe she is still with this family. And I do believe, Ian, that they were the family that appeared with her on Dr. Phil for that interview. Hmm. Okay. So she learned to sing country music and Natalie Maines now is in the Dixie Chicks. True story. Nice. Is that where she Dyed, wound up? Dyed her hair blonde. <laughs> Picked up a little... Little uh, banjo, you mean little tiny banjo? You mean the chicks? So, yeah, they're the well, chicks they're now. The get chicks it right. Now. Well, they're only woke because they don't want her true identity out. <laughs> it's a distraction. <laughs> That's why she looks like the short little pixie. The other girls are only like five foot five, so they look like seven <laughs> feet tall next to her. Anyway, is that why she sang "Cowboy Take Me Away" or Earl Must Die? <laughs> that was her stepdad's name. Earl. It was a cover from Michael. Earl. But back to the Barnetts. So in 2019, which they are now divorced at this point, I don't know why it took so long, but in 2019, they were officially charged with two counts of felony neglect of a minor. They ended up turning themselves in, bonding out, and pleading not guilty. Christine, the mother, still maintains that Natalia was a dangerous adult running a scam. A quote from her reads, I have been cooperative the whole time. I have been truthful with people the whole time. I am being charged by the state of Indiana for crimes against a child when the state of Indiana has determined multiple times that Natalia was an adult. She still points to the original doctor's reports from her family doctors, I guess, to back up her claim. However, there have been other hospital records that have surfaced from 2010. I'm assuming these probably came from the adoption agency or the orphanage or wherever she was at. But these reports have confirmed that Natalia was a child after all. Michael, the ex-husband now, he contradicts all this by saying that they knew Natalia was a minor all along, but Christine had told them to lie about her age and say that she was really 22. Natalia went public with her version of the story, the interview with Dr. Phil, which we'll put a link up to or something, because I need to watch it myself. I probably should have done that before this. But she said in that interview that Christine and Michael's side of the story was not true at all, and she also flatly denied that she was an adult scam artist. Are you an adult scam artist? No. No. Okay. <laughs> so Man, this one's tough. Her... She said it in the middle of doing her taxes. <laughs> so it's taking a drag on the cigarette. Like, what's that? What's, my, what's that? Visor on. Michael and Christine are, I'm assuming, divorced now. They got divorced in 2014. So he's they... kind of turned on Christine, it, kinda, it sounds like. That's what it kind of sounds like, yeah. It's interesting. Mm. But at the end of this, I mean... Because it seemed like a scam by the parents. In my eyes, when I was watching it live back then, it seemed like a scam by the parents. Because the kid seemed like a kid to me. And like everything I was reading, it was like, you know, they were just now finding out that she probably was a kid. I guess my thing is, if, if she really is doing all these creepy things and threatening to kill you and everything, why would you not just take her back like the first family did? Yeah. Like, I'm not saying she did that with the first family. That's what the undisclosed reasons are about. Again, can you just take a child back? Can you return you, a child? I mean, I think if they don't work out with your family, you if have you, every right to it, take yeah, them back I think, somewhere. I think Is there you, a 30-day return the, policy? No, I, think, I don't know about that. I think they send people to your house, and they, oh, they check every so often. Kind of like Sister uh, 
can't remember her name now, but the nun from the movie. Yes, I mean, we see it all the time in movies. They're like, uh, tired of bouncing around from foster home to foster home. Nobody wants me. Well, what, what's crazy to me is, too, is that as far as I can tell, her real age is still up for debate because I think all of these court cases are still kind of making their way through the legal system. As you know, uh, it takes a long time for anything to make it through court. So mm-hmm. all of this like action about like reversing her birth date, I know all that's still ongoing. Because as it stands right now, the Barnetts are not guilty of neglect because her legal age makes her an adult. So here's my thing. A court systems apparently here in Indiana are idiots. How do you reverse a how do you reverse birth a birth certificate I, when you know for a fact there's a piece of paper signed right in front of you saying a birth age? I don't know. Even I, if I it's from another if country. That's the case. I'm gonna go. I couldn't I'm find gonna much be 22 about that. again. But two, <laughs> if think only. about this. These parents, this is modern age. This isn't like the 1970s. Okay. This is modern times. They have cell phones. They have like document any of this shit you said happened and I'll believe you. But they didn't. Like if she's got bloody rags everywhere and you know stuff like that that they're like oh yeah she's definitely an adult because we found this and this and this and she was shaving you know whatever like in the mirror document some of this <laughs> shit i mean i don't understand you're talking about her neck <laughs> like it's like they're trying to convince people just with their opinions on what are their stories themselves hey mom you grab a brewski for me <laughs> is that the baby from roger rabbit stogie. Stogie. stogie yeah i don't know when i mean this would be easy to document when this was 2009 yeah when the mom was asked about the case an, an actual quote from her she specifically referenced the movie saying the movie Orphaning is exactly what happened. So It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like it's in her mind. It sounds like maybe it could be one of these claim to fame type things. Like Orphan had just come out like a year before this. And it also sounds like it's an easy out. <laughs> like they didn't, they adopted like her saying, and like, ah, oh, we don't want there's this. There's another movie. They're like, oh, this is a good idea. I'm look still look confused over on at that the birthday daughter. thing. Like there's got to be more to that, right? Oh, you could just change somebody's birthday? Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to look into that at, at work because I don't know. I mean, you you'd have to you change a year. You I mean, I'm just gonna walk into a courtroom and be like, I want to be 22 today, and be like, all right, like you gotta have like some sort of document. Are you gonna change your age to 55 so you get the senior disc discount? Is that what you're gonna do? Maybe. Were there any police records of the attempted murders? That's. I mean, your child tries to put stuff in your coffee. To kill you, and then says that they were going no, to I'm kill you. But here's the thing, though: like, do you, do you call do you call the cops on a six year old? Like, they didn't do it Hell in yeah. the movie. I mean, do you try and you just... take her back to the fucking orphanage yeah, well, and say yes. there's something wrong with this I agree, kid? But Vera wanted to. I and, agree with that. And Peter Sarsgaard, which, by the way, I, I'm loving this this actual story. But to jump into the movie, that well, part that, really that's the end of the story. So if you okay. want to go into the movie, we could we could segue into. Well, the that movie part now. really bothered me to where like. There are some clear signs there for a minute. Like at first, it was kind of like, wait a minute. But then there were some really clear signs. And then Peter Sarsgaard's character, uh, Jason, I believe he was in the movie. John. He was the most gullible idiot dad. Yeah, I think he I've was ever just seen. like, what do you Honey, mean? She's just a kid. She's just a cat. I swear to God, you guys just acted better than he did in the entire movie. You guys <laughs> are genius. You guys are genius. I mean, I could be Vera Farmiga's husband. Peter Sarsgaard, he was not bad in that movie. He's fucking. He's I a actually dildo. enjoyed he's him a in that dildo movie. with a mouth. Oh my he's god! Said dildo with a mouth and oh. no batteries. Dude, he just 
Like I said, like it wasn't necessarily his acting per se; it was that his actual character. It now, was just like, go ahead. we're looking at this from like a couch critic viewpoint. So, if you're actually in that situation, you've adopted this girl. I don't know exactly how much. I don't know if they said exactly how much time that had passed uh, since she'd been with him. With the real story, or the movie, the movie. Oh, I don't know. So, you know, he's you adopted this little girl and. You've grown to love her as one of your own children. You might look past some of them things too. Uh, I don't think they What if you don't love her? What if you don't love her? What if you're just like like he her and the her. mom? And you, well, he did, but the mom never did click with her. Like, what if you bring this kid home? I feel and like you immediately felt, yeah, you just loved kind her of, too quickly. She tried to, but she saw weird signs immediately. Like, what do you? I mean, do you take? But her he, back made for first, that? he made or the first. He made the first connection with her, so she sunk her claws into him early because. Yeah, but I've no like that's what she always does. She seduced all the dads. Yeah, that's what the doctor said at the end was if she can't have the dad, she. Uh, she kill kills the whole family. So, with that being said, I think what it is is any situation she's in, she purposely doesn't try to bond with the mother from day one and bonds with the father, which is obvious that that's what happened here because, like, her lying and saying, like, I don't know how to play the piano, mommy. And then she's in there just fucking... Well, then breaking she, it down. And then she she never the, said she didn't she know ga- how. She, she said she wanted to learn from her. I was going to say she does yeah, this stuff that's... to intentionally get under her skin, too, like cutting the flowers. Oh, so yeah. She you, knew she'd piss her off for you that. You knew that was going to happen soon. She told her about it. Yeah. And I going mean, really, and she was doing it to set her up as a crazy, crazy woman. Yeah. yeah. You know, Which is all set up. apparently like what she what she does. And then, like, on top Are of that. Are we talking about movie now? Yeah, we're in the movie. story. The story is over. So she's like... And it's kind of like mid-movie, but when she's sitting there and she's talking to the counselor and she's talking to, to John, and um, I believe that was his name, John, in the movie. When she's talking to them and he's just like, oh, yeah, what about this? And he pulls the wine bottle out. And she's like, I bought two. I poured one out. And I wasn't. I haven't even opened that one. And he's just like, oh, well, how do I know? It's like, first of all, you didn't know she bought two. And she was just honest about buying two. She didn't have to tell you that part. So she, she tells you that Real she pours it of a guy who cheated on her too. Yeah, well, not only that, but like right after that, when she's like, Andy can't act. When she was like, <laughs> if we mentioned that, she said, she said it's my like drinking almost ruined my life. Like or drinking pretty much did ruin my life. Like, um, I almost lost my child. And she's like, thank God for you, John, because if you weren't there. God knows what would have happened, and like you know, she like she would have died. The kid, and then like afterwards, what's he say? That is so manipulative. I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Yeah, he, she's uh, saying alcohol ruined my life. It almost cost me my child. I would never go put myself in that situation again. And it's a good thing you were there because if not, like we definitely would have lost our daughter. And his response is just, mm, he "That's so manipulative." Got, he definitely got what he deserved. What? what? Oh God! Why? Why? Explain that. You think he deserved to be stabbed multiple times for being a prick? No, a bad actor. A bad actor. Trent really hated him in Greenland. What's him to die in every movie? Well, now? somebody had to die besides random people that we didn't really know. Yeah. So like, like nun. the nun died. You didn't get to know her very well. I mean, I think it, he somebody was a, had to die, and I think did, he was okay. He didn't deserve to die, but he was definitely an idiot for a cheat. idiot, idiot. Sorry. A cheating on his wife. Vera Farmiga, who happens to be Vera Farmiga, Never, yeah. but also like you said, being naive and not listening to her when she's trying to tell, like, and she's making a lot. Why of are sense you going to believe? Why are you going to believe this 
so you think, child who's been in your home for a couple weeks over the woman you've been with for years, and because recap, she used to be since your child because has been of her there, history, man. Since your since this child has been there, I would trust my drunk wife over a kid that's been in my house for one day that I've never met before. But your drunk wife who almost let your child die because she was drunk, would you still trust her? Well, yeah, I'm not gonna like abandon her. Yeah, I mean, he was, I, he wanted her to get help. I don't think he was trying to abandon her. Well, he certainly but wasn't it, listening to her. But it, it was the reasoning for him wanting her to get help. All the signs were there. Okay, the nun dies right when she, right when uh, the Esther comes around. Okay, there's that. There's. <laughs> did the treehouse catch on fire yet? Maybe it did. That was no. That was more towards the end. I think. But like all the weird things like adding up, and then her being like, "Oh, so she just happens to know all this information about me? How does she know all this about me? How did she know I had a bottle of wine? Mm-hmm. How did she know all this?" Yeah. And you don't think like he would have been like, "Yeah, that's true. Like, why does she know this? And why is she coming to tell me all this?" Yes. Like I said, I feel like the signs were there. So I don't feel like he was trying to really help his wife at that point. Like, I know that they were trying to lead you to believe that, but I'm just like, I I don't see how not listening to her and being like, well, I'm going to take care of all the kids and we're just going to put you in this treatment facility that you clearly don't need to be in because you're making more sense than this. What was she like nine years old, little girl? Ten. Was she ten? <laughs> well done. So, um,. Yeah, I and and then the little boy. I get that it's a little boy, <clears throat> and that's the thing. Like he's trying to tell his sister this whole plan, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out to the treehouse. I'm gonna grab all this stuff. This is gonna set us free, right? They're gonna know she did it. Here's all the evidence. I'm gonna talk really loudly about it. <laughs> she well, knows sign language. Well, that I was just about to, to say well, that was the one of the weird things about the movie is why this. The little girl, who was an awesome actor, but why was she quiet the whole time? Like you said, she could have literally went to the parents and signed what was going on in another room with a closed door. Yeah. She had no idea. She, was being, she was being manipulated and threatened. With the first time they along told with her it. that she was going to kill her mom if she said anything. I mean, I know, like but the first scene. She said straight I, up, little, I will shoot your mom if you say anything. I know. <laughs> I, kid, I mean, kids, but I see what you're saying. It, you're but, saying that warrants a definite, like, hey, I should probably let you know she's over here. She even told me. her brother when he was like, oh, we got to say something. She was like, no, we can't because she'll hurt. But that's the part, like, okay, I, I, I'll give you that. Like, I agree. Like, they were terrified to go, like, talk to their parents, and they probably wouldn't have, the dad clearly wouldn't have listened anyway because he's an idiot. But it's like, a few things. So Y'all are being hard on this man. He's an idiot. You got a hard on for this man. <laughs> I don't. Stop. So that's what I'm saying. Like, why can he sign that to his sister? Why is he out there? All right, this is our chance. I'm gonna tell you the yeah. whole plan. I'm gonna go out in the morning. He was very loud. <laughs> I'm gonna go to the treehouse. I'm gonna break in. I'm gonna grab all the evidence and I'm gonna tell everybody, and everybody's gonna know. And there's nothing she can do to stop us except for listen outside of that door. Yep. You would think he <laughs> would have like known sign language. You know how to, he did know the sign language. He signed to her. Well, that little was boy was a little bastard. I'm sorry, but he got on my nerves pretty much that whole movie. And then like Esther, he, he she, was killer at Guitar Hero, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Like, he was a little prick from the very beginning. Was he was, but and then like I don't remember like Esther really doing anything too bad until she started getting bullied. Like I feel like she was trying to fit in as a normal kid at first, like crushing the bird with the brick. But that was later. Was that later? 
Yeah. That was after the kids at school had already started bullying her. But why would the so kids at school bully her? you think if nobody bullied her, she would have been just a normal kid in this family? Is that what you're saying? Why didn't she go after the bullies? Why did she have to go after the family? She did know. one. That's true. Uh, I, I guess the brother was kind that of That actually was a good scene. That that scene on that little claustrophobic play set. Oh, yeah. She pushed actually, that one out of the... It was actually kind of a cool scene. I like the little jump scares in that. Oh, uh, when she pushed the little girl? Yeah. I think... <laughs> What? You just said that. Oh, oh well. I said it again. It I happens. think she would have still. <laughs> to you a lot. Like Ian said, she had eyes for the dad. Guy. I think she still would have. I think she I'll still would have moved in on the dad. I don't want you to, buddy. Nobody's no, asking no. you to. Change your clothes here. I was just letting you know. <laughs> Thank God. You put us on notice. What were you saying? Sorry. I just was going to say, I think regardless yeah, of the bullying, she would have still had eyes for the dad and would have still. that Because. That was what she did with all the other families. Is she, she just a little sex that. pot? I mean, I'm sure there, well, there's she's, some people out there. Like, you've seen those videos on TikTok where those ugly women put all that makeup on and then they look mm. beautiful at the end of the TikTok video. She could have been one of those, you know? Well, so... She could have got some I mean, man she she was a, take had the of body her. of a 10-year-old, though. It might have been hard. I'm, you know there's fetishes out there for that oh, shit, Oh, I right? know, unfortunately. Actually, she didn't really have the body of a 10-year-old. Remember, she was wrapping everything wrapping up. Wrapping her stuff up. Well, yeah, I know, but but also like I mean, there's people like little little persons. I mean, little persons as tall as like that or the table. Well, like little people. <laughs> I'm talking little people. There's people that have fetishes that aren't little people for those people, and they're not pedophiles, obviously. But I'm saying they know those are adults, but they like that. So this girl could have found something like that. I'm sure. I mean, why is she acting like a kid? I don't understand the whole thing. To, to get, get people to take care of her. Into the family. Well, she could get a man to take care yeah, of her. That's, that's what true. I'm saying. She well, could give a little handy job. I think she's clearly crazy. That's why she was at that end. She was in a psych psychotic. Yeah. That's but actually a 30 She could have went from woman. man to man killing him. And like, and again, like I, I don't, I didn't mind the movie. I'm just like, I know I'm nitpicking again and I'm sorry, but. It was a good movie. But I, I think this is mainly not the I movie. Love this, this is movie. the dad. Like. Peter Sarsgaard, when he walks out at the end, he's just like, hey, Esther, oh, she's not in here. And then he notices the stuff from the blacklight. It's like, have you never turned off her light? <laughs> right. Ever? You've never noticed any of those pictures before in the blacklight? And always why on? would she have blacklight paint, but the only blacklight in the room goes down to the fish tank? <laughs> yeah. Why would they even buy her that? Right. It doesn't even make sense. It does not. Maybe My she hands, bought it herself. And... Why is she so that should good have been at, a flag too then? Why is she so good at makeup to make herself look young when she's obviously old at the end of the movie, right? So she's really good at makeup. Yet when she goes to put makeup on to sex up the dad, that's trash makeup. What is going on there? Like she looks horrible. Like she's never maybe she's playing it off like that I she think drugged maybe that's him. Though. However, yeah, not only does she drug him, but she even says like I wish stop talking to me like a child. Yeah. He heard it. Mm. What are you doing? My only, my only nitpick after thinking about it, she was so like careful to avoid going to like the dentist and other like appointments and stuff. But then she like broke her arm on purpose and went to a doctor and, and theoretically they, had an x-ray. And wouldn't they immediately take those wristbands off? Well, not only that, but her X-ray, you would think they would be able to tell an adult set of bones versus a child <laughs> set of God. bones. My God. 
That was the only thing well, that after I thought about it was like, why would she do small, that? small though. Maybe her bones just. You'll say, do we know what her bones look like? Huh? I mean, they're not going to be as big as adult bones. Well, that's what she Trent was an adult. But I'm saying, like, isn't like the density of a the bone density, different yeah. when you're an adult versus when you you're a child? You can't look at the density on an x-ray, though. Well, you can't see the marrow and all that stuff. I mean, you just see the shape of the bone. Well, yeah, but I thought even the uh, the size of the bone and thickness and everything. But she's I'm small, not a doctor. Though, I don't what know. I'm saying, like, if she's small, her bones would be small. They would they'd be childlike, I would think. Well, she had adult teeth, which is why she didn't want to go to the dentist. They're all broken too. Did you notice that? Rotten. Yeah. And her face. I mean, she looked like a thirty-year-old meth head here. It, <laughs> she didn't look like. Where was she a from in the movie? Old. Was it like Estonia? Is that where she was from? All she the pretend- meth heads that don't listen she- to this podcast are going to come get me. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Did they specify? I, I thought can't they just wait said to she was free from Russia. To the new episode of Or You Know There's a Way to Dag Old Minute. <laughs> she pretended like she was from Russia, but for some reason I thought she was originally from like Estonia, but I don't know why I'm thinking that. Also, they said she came from an orphanage in Russia. Maybe it was Russia. Okay, so you just brought up a point in my head the vice br- arm break. Mm. Would they not have seen that that, that didn't look like anything but a vice? There was, no, hand, like, there was no fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, it would have been like marks from the side of the vice pushing in on her skin. That would have created like some definite straight line marks on both sides. I don't know. Best That's not to think well, too that, much, I guess. I, I thought but, it was funny. Like, And I went back and watched it, and I was wrong the first time. But <laughs> when she calls that... Uh, that mental institution and she was like, does anybody speak English? And the lady gets up to go get somebody that speaks English. When the guy gets on the phone, the orderly, I swear at first it sounded like he was like yellow. Like he just had a really straight American <laughs> accent. Hey there. How are you? What can I do for you? What can I do for you? What can I do you for? <laughs> but I was like, wait a fucking minute. And I went back and listened again. I was like, Oh, okay. He definitely had a, he definitely had an accent. I just thought that was really funny at first. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'll say I agree with everyone. I thought the movie was actually pretty good. Horror movie. I'm moving into wrapping up mode now, so if mm-hmm. anyone wants to. But um, that actress, Isabel, what I say her name was? Isabel Furman? Yes. Awesome actress. 10 years old in this movie, I think. Maybe 12, I can't remember, but really well She's done. She's like 16 in real life, I think, when she made it. Is that right? No, I think she was either 10 or 12. One or the she other. was really young. That's what I'm saying. It was she's an like awesome... in her 30s now because she uh she's, she's on... 25 now. She's a, she's on so TikTok all the time. She's 25 now. So what was that? 13 years? Yeah. So 12. Okay. But anyway, mm-hmm. very convincing performance. Excellent job. I really like this director too. I didn't realize until I went back and rewatched it that this Jaime Colette Serra or Jaime, however you want to say it. He uh, he's a pretty good director. He's got um, he did a lot of Liam Neeson movies. He did like nonstop and commuter and some of those movies he did the shallows do y'all see that movie that was good that was a good movie yeah that was uh the best one you mentioned that was blake lively and i think liam neeson was the shark right he was yeah he loves liam neeson he did the house of wax which i don't think i've ever seen but i know it's got really? a pretty that's pretty good cult movie. following and he did that was a trash movie just kidding <laughs> And now he's, getting, right. he's, he's into right. like blockbusters. Now he did Jungle Cruise, which I haven't seen yet, and I think he's doing the Black Adam movie with The Rock. So that's cool. Underrated director. He he does a pretty good thriller. You don't like his Liam Neeson movies? I didn't like Nonstop. Oh, Nonstop was Commuter, a good movie. Commuter was mediocre. He did a couple yeah. others with Liam Neeson too, but anyway, 
good director, good cast, other than Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, I will say... Cordy does, too. You two love him. I will say... Uh, I just didn't sorry. think he was bad in that movie. Not as bad as y'all are breaking out the I was, I was agreeing with you guys the whole time. Oh, okay. He really was. I will say I that like they him. are... Um, <laughs> supposedly, there's a prequel that's coming out, I guess, this year. Has this been in the works for a while? Yeah. First Kill. Orphan First Kill. And it will explore Esther's origins, and it's supposedly coming out around Halloween this year. So we have that to look forward to. Isabel Furman will reprise her role as Esther... And the movie will deploy creative techniques to make the now 25-year-old actress look young again. So that's going to be kind of weird unless they just have really good makeup or CGI. Yeah. Make a 25-year-old look like someone who's younger than 10. Yeah. But we'll see. I'll watch it. I mean, the the head kick at the end to break her neck was pretty cool looking. That was yeah. good CGI. There was a lot of good then. scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Mommy, don't let me die. I'm not your fucking mom. <laughs> Oh shit! I forgot about that part till I watched it. Now, was Vera naked in this movie? No, she was very. She, she bared a lot of skin. Pretty much naked. We didn't get to see anything. But Gosh, pretty dang much. It. I feel I think, like <laughs> I feel like all we do is just get on here and just like talk about how, how beautiful women are. A bunch of pigs, but she really. I mean, well, if there was. was a beautiful man, we'd talk about him too. But Peter Sarsgaard. That's true, Peter. Get not. your act together. He looked like, like his chest and everything looked like a. Your your boy Mike Myers and and <laughs> the big fur on his chest, the heart shaped. His body is, his body is like shaped in in an S. <laughs> oh my gosh, there's no way he could catch that. He well maybe he was rich in the movie. What what was his job in the movie? It seemed like he was like an architect of some sort. Like. She was a teacher. Yeah, they had right? a really nice house. They had too. an awesome house. Well, this treehouse was better than some people's apartments. <laughs> I, mean, right. I was jealous. I don't know. Any other thoughts about the movie? Before we wrap it up, good I movie. Yeah, underrated movie. movie. Interesting story. It had very little to do are with we, the actual movie story. But. Are we rating them? Rate it if you want. I feel like sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. If, we want, if you want to, we can. I'll kick it off. Start I'll give it, it a seven. A solid seven. I'm going to give it an 8.5 for its originality and overall creepiness, in my opinion. I thought it was very creepy. I liked it. I'll... I'll be with Ian Torrance. I'll give it a seven to a seven and a half. And the only reason I give it that low is because I thought the good son did it better mm-hmm. with Macaulay Culkin. Because it was pretty much almost the same type of movie. Was he an adult in that movie? He wasn't an adult. No. He was an evil child that tried well, to kill I know kill there's a lot parents. of evil kid movies. I didn't know how many of them actually had the twist of the kid. Yeah, they didn't have this twist. So I thought that was kind of cool. And kind of like... Well, one of those twists that's like kind of obvious when you think about it. Like, why has it not been done before? But it was but still really affected. The first time you all watched it, didn't you think that was a pretty crazy twist? I didn't because I already yeah. knew about it when I watched it. And that's the problem. I watched it like a year later on like DVD. So. Mm. I mean, it wasn't a twist that like knocked my socks off or anything. But it was one that was like, oh, like that's kind of an obvious twist, but a good one too. Like they did it in a really good way, I thought. Well, they you see the signs and then... Once she tries to seduce the dad, you're like, yeah. <sighs> so, yeah. but anyway, yeah, I, w- I would give it, I guess, a, I'll do, I'll give it a seven point five. That was a good movie, good horror movie, a little different than what we normally talk about. We haven't really talked about many killer kid stories yet, so good little means. Would you just would, would you rate it seven to seven, seven and a half? That's right. Seven seven point five. Yeah. Sevens seven point five eight point five. Average that up, Ian. Go. No. Seven point eight. It'd be about that somewhere in there. Well, 
All right, well, that's all the information I've got. We'll uh, we'll go ahead and wrap this up then, I guess. Thanks for listening to The Horror You Know. I guess I'll plug the merch store, even though no one cares about that. So go, go check out our merch store. We'll quit advertising it, and we only had one T-shirt bought so far and a phone case. I keep asking you guys if we can take new pictures. If only we knew a couple of good photographers. You're gonna model for us? Did you say yeah. nude pictures? Because I'll do that. <laughs> I'll do whatever, bro. Nothing, you go, nothing you go but buck the wild, but naked. All there is nothing pictures. that we, I we won't do for this it. podcast. Just nothing but a whore, you know, shirt. <laughs> nothing underneath. Just the sticker. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make a calendar. I, I think we need some new shirt designs. I think we need to do the whore, you know, like logo along with like horror icons that we draw as I don't know cartoons or something. We'll get on that. Because I don't know if they could sue us for that if we actually like use a whole new design. There, there's people that do that all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Something cool Stay coming tuned. your way. Yeah, be on the lookout for it. It'll happen. But in the meantime, this has been the Horror You Know Podcast. I have been Trent. I am always Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Darren. And I am not your fucking mommy. <laughs> I already said that. I know you stole my thunder. I was sitting on that all day, Ian. I was like, that would be a good closing line. He's got a written. Delete. So now is the time.